Good morning. It's February 5th. It's Monday. It's Super Sick Day, day after the Super Bowl. And so I have a quote from Vince Lombardi. He lived from 1913 to 1970. He's a very famous football coach. I firmly believe that any man's finest hour, this greatest fulfillment to all he holds dear, is that moment when he has worked his heart out in a good cause and lies exhausted on the field of battle. And there it is, your quote for the day. Have a good one. So anyway, everybody has thoughts about last night's Super Bowl. And I myself had no dog in the fight, you know, because I'm a New York Giants fan. And... The most unbelievable thing that came on was the commercial with Eli Manning and Odell Beckham Jr. and, oh my God, a dirty dancing sequence. Whoa. Okay. That was better than anything else I saw last night, including the halftime show. Now listen, I like JT, but yeah, there were some problems. The audio wasn't fantastic, and... You know, I don't think it was captured that well on the TV. I bet it was better live. I really do. I think the lighting and everything was just probably much better live than it came across through the TV. So I know performers work really hard because I myself am a performer, believe it or not. I I uh, am in a classic rock band now for you know, cover band for like six years. And I know even on that level how hard we work. So, yeah, he worked really hard on that whole thing. And it wasn't bad, but I don't think it came across to television the way it probably came across live. That's just my thought. Um, One of the other best things about the Super Bowl this year was kind of the realization that it's one of those moments, because I have uh, boys, I have three boys, that we unify and we're all doing something together at the same time. And so we were all there together, the whole family. Um, I had a friend over. Uh, my youngest doesn't really like sports that much. He runs in and out and says, what's going on? And he watches commercials and he runs back out of the room, but it was great to have family all together, home, centered on the same show, and I realized how little we're doing that, so that's what I got out of the Super Bowl, that maybe it's more than the game itself, maybe it's just one of those times, like Thanksgiving dinner, or Christmas dinner or New Year's Day. It's just one of those times that you can get people together all looking in the same direction. So, I hope you have a great week. I hope that we all have a great week. And bring it on. Bye. Today's horoscopes by Linda C. Black Astrology. Monday, February 5th. Aries. Check your shared accounts and update financial plans with your partner. Align on priorities. Manage taxes, insurance, or other administration. Professional advice comes in handy.
Taurus. Focus, whoops, no. Together you can get better results with less effort. Stick to stable options and familiar routines. Collaboration makes things easier. Romance is entirely possible. Gemini. The time for talk has passed. You know what to do. Movement builds energy and strength. Physical action gets results. Practice. And increase that tempo. Cancer. Relax and enjoy the company. Find what you need close to home. And savor time with friends and family. Give in to romance. Leo. Home and family have your focus. Clear out clutter, handle chores, and invite people over. Domestic comforts draw you in. Share delicious moments. Virgo. You're especially brilliant. Dive into a research, writing, or recording project. Learn intensively. Study new developments. Express your views on the subject. And Libra. Focus on making money over the next few days. Take advantage of a profitable opportunity. Avoid distractions. Bring home some juicy bacon. Scorpio, take time for yourself today and tomorrow. Care for your own needs before helping others. Try a new hairstyle or look. Pursue personal projects. Sagittarius. Sagittarius is get quiet and listen to your intuition. Revise upcoming plans and strategize to adapt to recent changes. Consider new options and opportunities. Capricorn. Confer with friends and allies over the next few days. You have more resources and possible options as a group. Teamwork is the magic ingredient. For Aquarius. A professional test or challenge has your attention. Compete to advance. Practice and prepare before presenting. Keep to the budget and smile for the camera. And last, we have Pisces. What's your next destination or educational opportunity? Do the homework and get your information together. Determine your course of action. Make reservations and register. And those are your horoscopes for today, Monday, February 5th. February 5th, today in Rock, 1955, New York radio station WNEW announces the results of its annual music popularity poll, and the winners are Perry Como, Perry Page, The Crew Cuts, and Ray Anthony. 1957, Bill Haley arrived from New York on Ocean Liner Queen Elizabeth at Southampton for his UK concert debut and was greeted by 5,000 fans. He was the first major record American rock artist to tour the UK. 1962, Ringo Starr appeared live with the Beatles for the first time when he filled in for an ailing Pete Best. They played two shows that day, a lunchtime date at the Cavern Club and an evening show at Kingsway Club in Southport. 1966, Petula Clark had Billboard's top tune with My Love and made number four in the UK. That same year, Beach Boys cover version of the Regents' hit 1958 thir number 13 hit Barbara Ann topped the Cashbox magazine chart and was listed at number two by Billboard. The party atmosphere in the studio was staged and the lead vocal on track is actually that of Dean Torrance of Jan and Dean. 
That same year, instrumental called No Matter What Shape by the T-Bones reaches the U.S. Top 10 after being featured in an Alka-Seltzer commercial. The group contained Dan Hamilton, Joe Frank Carollo, and Tom Reynolds, who would go on to have a number four hit in 1971 called Don't Pull Your Love as Hamilton, Joe Frank, and Reynolds. 1972. Paul Simon releases his first new song without Art Garfunkel, Mother and Child Reunion, which will peak at number four in the U.S. Simon got the idea for the song's title from a chicken and egg dish called Mother and Child Reunion that he saw in a Chinese restaurant's menu. Same year, Neil Young's Heart of Gold is released. The record will prove to be his only U.S. number one solo hit. Background vocals included James Taylor and Linda Ronstadt. 1973. Elton John's Crocodile Rock becomes his first number one hit. To date, Sir Elton has had 27 U.S. Top 10 records and has placed a total of 58 songs on the Billboard Top 40. 1976, 51-year-old Rudy Pompili, sax player for Bill Haley's Comets, passed away after a long battle with lung cancer, even though he himself was not a smoker. 1977, unknown singer Mary McGregor had top tune in the U.S. with Torn Between Two Lovers, a song she would later say that she has never liked. Peter Yarrow of Peter, Paul, and Mary co-wrote the song. They chose McGregor to sing it over several other established artists, and the record reached number four in the U.K. 1983, after cracking U.S. Top 10 in 1978 with Hold the Line, number five, and again in 1982 with Rosanna, number two, Toto, has their first and only Billboard number one hit with Africa. Over the next five years, they would reach the top 45 more times. 1993, Backed by his former bandmate Ron Wood, Rod Stewart records Have I Told You Lately That I Love You for MTV's Unplugged series. Resulting single will be certified gold and reach number 5 in the U.S. and number 20 in the U.K. 2005, Paul McCartney performed during the halftime show at Super Bowl 39 in Jacksonville, Florida. Pocketed a cool $3.3 million for his 12-minute performance. That translates into $278 per minute. 2006, Rolling Stones played three songs during the halftime show of the Super Bowl in Detroit, and after the event, the Stones expressed their displeasure over having Mick Jagger's microphone turned down during the song Start Me Up. The line, You Make a Dead Man Come, was cut short, and a barnyard reference to Cox in the new song Rough Justice also disappeared. Same year, Barry Manilow topped the U.S. album charts for the first time in nearly 29 years when his greatest songs of the 50s sold 156 copies during the first week of February. 2008, the Indian guru Marahashi Mahesh Yogi, who introduced the Beatles to ancient Hindu meditation methods, died in his sleep at his home in the Netherlands, and he was 91. 2010, Las Vegas star Wayne Newton was accused of abandoning his personal airplane at the Oakland County International Airport in Michigan. The plane, worth an estimated $2 million, was brought there for interior work three years earlier but never retrieved. 2015, 70-year-old Gary Glitter, whose real name is Paul Gadd, was convicted of attempted rape, four counts of indecent assault, one count of having sex with a girl under age 13 at Southwark Crown Court in London, England. He was held in custody for sentencing later in the month. 2016, Aerosmith Stephen Tyler sang a note so high, it shattered the glass on a camera during appearance in the U.S. TV show this morning. 2017, Sonny Garachi, former lead singer of The Outsider, passed away at the age of 70. He led the band at number five in their 1966 hit, with Time Won't Let Me, in front of a group called Climax on their number three hit, Precious and Few, in 1972. And this was your day in rock history, February 5th. So, today's rant is about 
parents overreacting to our traditional holiday of Valentine's Day in the schools. Apparently, now they're all freaking out because they don't seem to have anything else to worry about. The flu hasn't been enough for them. They're worried about the cards that they're giving each other. And so, like, I made a comment. I made a comment on a thread in Facebook. This was a mistake because this girl came after me. And I'm just going to read this because this is the kind of thing on social media that, like, you know, happens to you. So it happens to me. So I go, I think we are ruining every holiday unnecessarily. Love for each other is a good thing, and we should be encouraged not only romantic love, we should encourage romantic love, but love between neighbors and friends. Okay, simple. Then this girl goes, well, I totally agree. In fact, I could not agree more. Valentine's Day is a romantic holiday. Let's take our V-Day and have Earth Day parties. That would that would four into school, whatever that comment means, right? I'm just reading what she wrote. So I'm like, I don't know. My parents always gave us Valentine's candy hearts, and I do the same for my kids. And I don't think it's all about romantic love or has to be, right? I'm just coming back. And she's like, that's you and your kids. Have you seen the Valentine's they have out for kids to give to other kids? That's what I'm talking about. Now what goes on in your home? I make pink heart-shaped pancakes on V-Day because without the romantic love there, wouldn't be kids, right? But when kids are giving other kids cards, they say be mine and things like that. It's sexualizing children. They don't have things like that in other countries. They have candies, yes, but no cards like that. Wonder why America has the highest rate of teen pregnancy. Whoa, lady, you're off the hook. You're off the hook. You are off the hook. So I'm like trying to steer her back. And I'm like, I don't know. I think we could work it out and keep Valentine's Day. You may be right about certain cards being over the top, but that's not why we have high teen pregnancy. That's really ignoring socioeconomic factors and poor education on sex. Then she says to me, a lot of rich girls with all the education get pregnant as teens. I knew a few. Okay. And I'm like, this last year, 64,000 people over a thousand week in the U.S. lost their lives to drug and opioid addictions, which is also playing a factor in poor choices for teen pregnancy, as are many other factors. I just want to highlight that this issue of, bleh, that this issue about Valentine's Day cards is really, really small. It's not harmful. I'm okay. You're okay. And we can keep Valentine's Day for everyone. Then she says, opioids have nothing to do with teen pregnancy or this discussion. Okay, well, we're talking about Valentine's Day cards, and I don't really think they have anything to do with teen pregnancy either. Anyway, obviously, I fell into the trap of trying to have an intelligent conversation with an unknown person on a social media thread. Smack, 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 smack. Not smart. 
But seriously, folks, you know, I do think that people are overthinking a lot of stuff out there, and they're just so not relaxed. And I really think social media may have something to do with it, even more than anything else. Uh, You know, when I was a kid and I got a Valentine's Day card, I didn't think, you know, and I was in like the fourth grade, I didn't think, oh, and I should have sex with the kid next to me. What are you kidding? I didn't even really think that, you know, you get, you, the time you start thinking that stuff, you're not giving out Valentine's Day cards anymore, people. Okay, so, you know, that's how I feel. When you're in junior high, you're not giving out Valentine's Day cards, right? Am I right? Okay, this was the rant, Valentine's Day cards. Bye.